I found out that I was a Forbes 30 under 30 recipient when I was driving Lyft, which is like Uber. Like, that was the reality of the situation. It didn't feel glamorous. It didn't mean anything. anything. For me, I remember literally taking out my Instagram and being like, hey, I just found out this. I'm driving. I'm in the middle of driving for Lyft, just so y'all know. Yikes. That's wild. Because people think like, oh, she's yeah, made she's it. I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. I'm still driving. Coming from down the block. And because it's Forbes, everyone's thinking, oh, this is a, this is bad. Mm. This, this is a bad yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Forbes Africa is not, they're not concerned with your account, right? Yeah. So the ones, in, the one in the States, like you have to show your account and blah, blah, blah. If they saw my account. <laughs> be like, Let's try again. You need to work for Forbes. Let's try again. The radioactive podcast, boys. Mm. Can we say it together again? Uh, today I'm I'm not holding your hand either because Jesse didn't hold our hand, so we're done with the hand. Nah, man, do what now. you want. Nah, we want you. Do what makes you happy. You we, want we, you. Want. <laughs> we want you. We want to do. Let's chant. We want you. We want you. We want. I'm going to co contact Jaja Mayanja to cast you. To grab your he hand. You didn't do that, you guys. Please. He said that the spirit, spirits deal with you. For him, he just talks to the spirits. Was that a distasteful joke? It was. It was. It's allowed. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed the last week's video. We promised you guys to read the comments of the video. This is my favorite comment section so far. You guys were killing me in these comments. It's, it's <laughs> too funny. Let's get into it. Uh, before we get into it, please smash like if you enjoyed this video and subscribe to the channel if you like this type of content. Um, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Google Podcasts, and every other listening platform. Comments. Who wants to read these? Mm. A casual chat with a uh, witch doctor. It's not on the screen. Oh, okay. Shit. Was I just talking to myself? A casual chat with a witch doctor. Expand. Shit. Okay. I know casual chat was supposed to lighten it, but it didn't lighten. <laughs> you guys were still scared, man. <laughs> A casual chat. This was Christian's idea. Casual. Um. Okay, let's go. What's your favorite comment? My, my lower back, back pain is crying. My lower back pain is crying just looking at Raymond, Jesse, and Ahumus. I sit like that for two hours. Fam, I was just looking where it was posed. Like if you scroll up and I was just thinking my back was screaming. Bruh. By that point, you. Yeah, I like a screaming. This is literally zero minutes. No, nah, but that's like a point from the end of the clip if you oh. of the video. I see. Screaming. We should pin the favorite comments. Um, okay. I like how Jaja Manja makes sure that Kahuma is comfortable about <laughs> the sitting. <laughs> I hope you're comfortable. Um, everyone in the comments is like they're scared. What's there to be scared about? Now, where the, where's the super funny one? <laughs> but just will force you. Wow, this is just a type of unique content. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, whether you guys really like this video. It's Kudos. insane. I think it's the nuance about this video that is very that, that that got people. Yeah, everyone came expecting one thing and then just got a whole other thing. But even just like from an advertisement standpoint, no one has done an interview with which doctor on a podcast, you know. Mm. Okay, Humphrey Akampumuza, poor connection with the spirit. Oh, I look at why I can't remember my dreams. <laughs> which network are you? Are you all? Ah, uh, I'm four. I'm four. Now you guys need to leave more comments. Ah, that, that Jesus is the way. Bam, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Brianna. 
I pray that Dr. Mayanja will come, come to the saving to knowledge Jesus. of Jesus But Dr. Mayanja actually identifies as a Christian as By well. By the way, he didn't identify as one. He said he was a Christian. No, he said he is he a said Christian. He, said he, is. he just said, I haven't revoked my baptism. Bro, no, he tells people that <laughs> he's also, a Christian. I've also not revoked my baptism. He said he's a Christian and if they're praying there like at a function, he cannot just stand and watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did. He said so that's like his full-time... Um, well, that's what he tells people when they ask him which religion you belong to. So he has, he knows about the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He just... Mm. By the way, he said that he reads his books in his free time. You remember when he said that he, like, he can't write a book because, like, the Bible is too simplistic? You guys hear him? Was that on a pod or in real life? Did he say it's too simplistic that. or that... <laughs> he said that, like... is too dynamic. Yeah. Something like that. Exactly. Like, something it keeps like changing. Yeah. The, okay, not the faith. His beliefs. Jajamanja's beliefs. Okay, um, shout out all you guys who left comments. Shout out Imi Namayanja. Is it? Namanya. Um, Bagabo Davis. Humphrey Galiwango. Everyone. Ato Anita. Thank you guys so much for leaving comments. We appreciate them. Okay. I think this might be, this will be one of my favorite episodes <laughs> ever. <laughs> I really wish we were recording that shit that was being said before we started. <laughs> but it's okay. Okay, we're back mm. to the studio and we're back with now today's today's podcast is a one that I'm psyched for because we're having a very very super special guest today. Um, are you guys good? By the way, before I get into introducing the guest, I'm good. What yeah. does that mean? What does it mean that I'm good? Yeah, like you have to elaborate on my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think this is m- this might be like my last week of freedom for at least eight months, man. Because after this week. Shit starts to get crazy, man. So I don't want to delve into what that means, but yeah. So I'm going to try and enjoy this podcast as much as possible. <gasps> and yeah. Is this goodbye? Ah, uh, not yet, not yet, not yet. I was yet. going to give you a hug. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Can I still give you a hug? Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys don't feel that comfortable, though, but I think it's the worst. You want to do it again? No, we'll do it. We'll do it when the headphones are off. Not when the cameras are off? No, nah, we'll keep them on for, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me introduce this week's guest who is tired of sitting across from us. Um, yes. Okay, so to introduce this week's guest, this is a very special guest, as I said before. <laughs> um, this is literally the longest intro. Bear with me, guys. So basically, she is... A Ugandan playwright, actress, Forbes 30 Under 30 recipient, had her directorial debut of the award-winning short film Chemvu. Welcoming to the studio, Kemiondo Coutinho. That's your cue. That's a very short intro. That's the longest intro I've ever given. That's Bettina. Mm-hmm. That's usually the intro. Okay, I'm grateful. Jesse, why don't you snap anymore, man? Oh, people be wanting your snap. The oh. There we go. Snaps for you, Kemi. Thanks, thanks, thanks. thanks. Hi, Kemi. How's it going? It's going, going great. great. Yeah. You met the boys. Surely did. Uh-huh. Welcome to the podcast. COVID. That's it. <laughs> right <Yeah>. answer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll connect the space. No wonder you guys are sitting on the same side. You're both, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, both yeah, of yeah. us. We're of very like suspicious. Bro, in the middle of a pandemic. 
I don't know what you guys are up to there, not keeping SOPs like that. That is very I risky. Uh, clean. don't you feel like uh it feels like we're all sexual partners now because of covid like there's always the moment you take off the mask Mm. it's like (laughs) then you're like looking on people's instagram like who are you with oh because now you need to make sure like yeah yeah yeah. it feels like we're all (laughs) sexual partners you know i'm like "Mm." Uh, that's funny yeah, like yeah, I, I like it. I saw Raymond's Instagram with a bunch of people like, do I want to be there? I only chill with these guys. It's a lie. So if we, we bring up the photo. <laughs> this is my Instagram. I'm only with these guys ever, 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 ever. I'll never cheat on you guys. It's a lie. Am I being overly needy on this podcast? Come on, me. I think I know the ones you're talking about. But mm-hmm. mm. Go you to your stories. Stories. Yeah. There's no story right now. Ah, uh, that's why. Oh, this is me, Andrew. Ah. Uh, okay. Um. Okay. How are you feeling, Kemi? You know, I'm feeling pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Mm. yeah you don't know. Tell us how you feel. You tell us how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> like in this actual moment, uh-huh. I feel. I feel a little bit like 2020 is still here. You mm. know. Feel you. Is Jesse giving you that vibe? Because twenty twenty is bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just I thought I'd feel like, ooh, new, yeah, yeah, yeah new, new land, me, new whatever. <laughs> this is, uh, did you turn up for New Year's? I did not. I was in South Africa with my niece. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just came back. Mm-hmm. Okay. On and Sunday. Your, s- your schedule is in, your schedule is insane, and so if we hadn't had you today, you'd have left, right? Yeah, I leave um, next week. When do you come back? God knows. Oh, you're like in and out. No, I want to come back to shoot my feature. So it depends when I get that money, hey? Mm. You, y'all look like y'all have money, so... Mm. It's a good look. <laughs> Write a nice letter. <laughs> That's what I'll see. That's what I'll see. <laughs> Write a nice letter to Jesse, and he'll look, he'll look up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> whenever I get that moolah, I'll be back. Okay. Hopefully June. What mm. about your uh, headspace? What type of headspace are you in? Right now? Mm. Generally. I think... It's interesting because I feel like something that 2020 took away from me was planning. And I'm a planner. I love to plan. I like to, like, make goals. And then I think, like, this year I just did not do any of that because I feel like more than ever I'm realizing the world is really going to do whatever it wants to do. And so I'm, like, very much about being present and here and now because that's all I can do, which I'm not mad at. So I think that if you show up, oh... Now I'm going to go into my theories. I don't know if you want to. No, 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 please go. (laughs) Okay, so I I think people focus too much on, like, things and goals, right? But when you figure out your purpose, yeah, (laughs) I feel like we've gone to, like, (laughs) Oprah. We want to go there. I want to go to Oprah. We've gone to Yanla. (laughs) I feel like when when you decide what your purpose is in life, right, then you're able to be present in every moment so that you can show up, like, right now. I show up here, and that's my only job. I don't have to be thinking about, like, oh, my feature, or, oh, I have to achieve this. Because I think, you know how you said, like, oh, she's a Forbes 30, 30 under, Forbes 30 under 30 recipient. I found out that I was a Forbes 30 under 30 recipient when I was driving Lyft, which is, like, Uber. Like, that was the reality of the situation. It didn't feel glamorous. It didn't mean anything. anything. You know, like, and I remember being, like, so what? It, it meant nothing. So I feel like I've stopped focusing or hyper-focusing on, like, 
benchmarks and now I'm more concerned with disrupting narratives, which is why I love y'all's podcast, actually, because I feel like y'all are disrupting so many narratives in, in multiple ways, yeah? So I feel like when I come here, I'm like, yeah, let me disrupt some narratives. That's all I have to do. Mm-hmm. Hell yes. Yeah, what is Forbes 30 under 30? Like what, when you say recipient, what, what do you receive? Yeah, what are they like accrediting you yeah. for? So you're just saying you're a dope chick who's <laughs> under 30. 30? Okay. Yeah. Bruh. So it was, uh, basically, they, I think they choose 30 people under 30. It's not 30. I think it's a bit less. Oh, yeah. It's it 30. Is 30. Yeah, it's 30, yeah, 30, 30 under 30 yeah. in, in Africa. Yeah. So, like, people that are moving and shaking, right? But it was an interesting year in my life because I had a lot of awards. I had a lot of things going on. So, from the outside, I could have made my life look glamorous. But I was broke. I was driving Uber, <laughs> you know. And so I think it's always interesting how some people choose to reflect both of those things or some people choose to only show you their accomplishments. But for me, I remember literally taking out my Instagram and being like, hey, I just found out this. I'm driving. I'm in the middle of driving for lifts, just so y'all know. Yikes. That's wild. Because people think like, oh, she's yeah, made she's it. I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. I'm still... Driving coming from down the and because it's Forbes, everyone's thinking, "Oh, this is a, this is bad. Mm. This is a bad." Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Forbes Africa is not—they're not concerned with your account, right? Yeah. So the ones, in, the one in the states, like you have to show your account and blah blah blah. If they saw my account, <laughs> <They'd be> like, <laughs> let's try. Again. You need to work for Forbes. Let's try again. Let's try under forty. Let's try under forty. Come back to us later. <laughs> uh. So basically, you're you were driving in LA. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, so they accredited you when you were living in LA as well? Yeah, because I had like African stuff going on. So I had Akadope going on, I had Chemvu going on, and then chemistry class. If you were to say, would that yeah, would that time be a, like a highlight of your life? In, in terms of like, would that be one of the best years of your life? Um, no. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very confusing time of my life because again, like I was saying, like I was receiving a lot of awards but then I couldn't translate it into my everyday life. So there were so many stories I wanted to tell, but I had no money to tell them. And like my day-to-day reality was that I was driving for Lyft. And so I would drive for Lyft just to be able to afford a ticket to go to a festival. And then I would go to a festival and I'd feel like a superstar because everyone's like, yo, yo, yo. Then the next day you arrive, you're driving for Lyft again. Nobody cares. <laughs> it was like, it was really... A mind fuck, you know. Would you ever tell, you tell your uh, your custom like the people you are driving at? Oh, by the way, man, I just want an award for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm laughs> they would not have believed me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they would not have believed me. But yeah, it was it was just a very confusing time, I would say. But the year after that was even more confusing. I'd say my favorite year. It's gonna sound weird. Was this like twenty twenty? Same. Yeah. Why? Because I think I finally realized what it is I was interested in, and then I chased it nonstop. And it was also the first full year where I was just making money solely from my art. Wow. Yeah. I only started making, like, all my money from my art when I turned 30, which was a year and a half ago. Like, all that before, I had to supplement. Are we the same age? Raymond, oh, you're, two year, you're two years old. I could have had. Oh two years my old. bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have snatched you at the hospital, and they would be like, "Yeah." 
<laughs> it's okay. Okay, and so you were working. You were working as you were. What you were you finding your art with what? Uh, flipped. I mean, like before thirty. So before thirty, it was a mix like of doing. Uh, sorry, I move a lot. It was a mix of doing lift, and then yeah, that was pretty much it. So I would just drive to pay rent. Mm. Yeah. And you live in LA. By the way, what's that like living in LA? Um, it works for my career. It doesn't work for my social life. How so? I just, I like home. <laughs> you see, and then I feel like Kampala works for my social life. It doesn't work okay. for my career. So it's a little bit like... Mm. That's always how life is. It gives yeah, you what you want, but like yeah, not in a way. So my goal is to like eventually move back here and be able to create content here. It must be so expensive paying rent and all this stuff. Yeah, it was. Because literally, if I didn't drive one day, I would be late on rent. So mm. it's like, that's what I'm saying. That year was crazy. But then everyone's looking at you like, wow, you're winning all these awards. They don't pay you. <laughs> like a short film, I always say it's like throwing money into a fire. But it got me my first job at the same time. So it's worth the sacrifice. Actually, that was the year I got my first writing gig for TV. Wow. Yeah. So you don't have any friends there or you do not enjoy the company? <laughs> oh, wow. You're really calling these people <laughs> out? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> no, I do. I do. I just mean like, I don't know. It's just that home is home, right? Yeah. You know, and uh, unfortunately, like, we're not in a place right now in Kampala where you can have a fully fleshed out career and make all your money from filmmaking right now. I'm trying to change that. But right now... You can't. And so I'm also someone who's heavily driven by my career and by my work. And so if I was to stay here, I'd also be unhappy. So, yeah, you, you know, you got to. Y'all will see. Y'all are young. Um. <laughs> There's sacrifices. Soon you're going to have to choose career, personal. Not that I think you have to choose one, but there will always be a path that will be either dominated by your personal life or by your career life. And I don't think one is good or bad. It just depends on you as a person. And what you want at that time. Yeah, I just know if I die without achieving my career goals, oof. Um, I'll come back. You brought I'll ask Jaja man <laughs> to bring me back. I no, said you can't come back. He said you now start doing other work. Maybe you'll oh, have, yeah, you'll yeah, have yeah. more career goals. Yeah. 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 In that spiritual realm, yeah. yeah. I'll be coming, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you said that it's hard to um, make a living doing entertainment in Uganda. Answer to us, what is like the state of, would you say, of the entertainment industry here? Um, are we declining? Are we on the rise? What would you say? Are things looking up here in Uganda? You know, okay, I'll, I'll break it down to the only like sectors that I know, which is music because of Akadope and then also filmmaking. I think mm -hmm. our biggest problem is we don't have support, right? So other countries, there's like grants, there's funds. And so... In Uganda, they like there are certain artists. That's why I started Akadope, right? There were certain musicians. We knew the same five musicians, and like they make their money, they can have their concerts, and they get their endorsements. But what about the upcoming artists? There was never any support for them, and so I always felt like, okay, well, what can I do about that, right? So I knew at the time that I had a following on social media. I know that I can organize people because of my filmmaking and theater background and then I also just believe in my dopeness in being able to bring people together right so I approached someone I was like I want a band 
we cr- we literally built that band together with Francis. And I was like, if I can give artists rehearsal, because I started asking artists, what's your biggest obstacle? They're like, rehearsal, getting a band, and getting an audience. So I was like, I bet I can do that. So I got a band, we got rehearsal, and I got people to come together. And so that's how Akadope started, because I felt like what people really need, what artists really need, is a platform. And so that's how Akadope started. But I, I still think like those artists still need more support moving forward, you know? So that artist that comes to Akadope cannot afford the same music video that Navio can, right? Mm. And so what are we doing as a entertainment industry or like in Uganda with the arts that supports that artist to, to help them get a chance? And I feel like Nigeria is a good example of like people that they support their artists because they also know that it brings shine to their own country. So I'd say there's so much talent without a lot of support currently. I see. Um, when you say support, you mean like government support? Yeah, government support, uh, organizations. I've never understood why there's not a higher focus on the arts because to me, that's the it's the most... Look at the pandemic. What was everyone doing? They're watching films, they're watching TV. Like, the mm. consumption of art was so high. Very. And I've never understood why, like, all these big companies in Uganda have never invested in artists. Yep. It blows my mind. I think there's, like, a negative stereotype attached to arts here in Uganda. Even, like, when kids are in school, the parents would rather have them do, like, physics, chemistry, math than anything MDD-related. Um, and, and I get that. And I think that's, like, kind of where it stems from, the how you can see why we don't value entertainment industry as much maybe that's part of the reason yeah and, and then on a bigger level i think people just look at art as not that serious yeah, just like in general you can't like they don't look at it as like mm. something worthwhile to pursue yeah like the arts you should yeah. be a doctor be a doctor people, or an engineer. people always relate the arts to like like uh, the lower class it's almost like there's something that you do because you have no other choice but to do something it. i think it's also just like the colonial mindset man that's the way that they set it up that you know, it should always be academics first. And if shit jams, <laughs> try that's how you're like, man, he said, let me just, let me try and sing. I have Italian. Yeah. Because <laughs> even, like, if you look at my career, the point system, if you have, like, low, if you score low, you can still go to MDD, mm, right? Mm. So what are you saying? What are you saying to <laughs> students? That, oh, if you fail, you can still go and be an artist, Wait, which is fine. Yeah. But then the, for the artists that choose to be in those departments, now you're with this guy who doesn't even really want to be here. Mm-hmm. He just failed at being a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're just stuck there. And I'm just like, the messaging is all messed up. But I will say this. I used to be like super critical of parents not encouraging their kids to be artists. Then I thought about it. Why would they encourage their kids to be artists when what they're seeing? Like they're not seeing people create careers out of out of being an art uh, an artist right they're not seeing how okay you go and study this thing and then you'll make a living and at the end of the day our parents want the best for us right so also our parents especially ugandan parents love to make connections oh you want to be a doctor i know a doctor he'll help you oh you want to be a lawyer i know someone in law you say I'm going to be an actor, and then what? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? What does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah I don't know Denzel. My dad, my dad I don't know. I don't hey, know how. National theater. <laughs> <laughs> national theater. I do what? <laughs> so I, I started to have empathy for Ugandan parents because I get it. You're like, 
when you say I want to be an artist, you're kind of stripping them of them being a parent. My dad told me when he went to school, and this was in uni, um, MDD unofficially stood for, and this was in Makere, stood for like Mosilu Dala Dala. And for those who don't know <laughs> what I just said, it means like fool for real. For yeah, real. like something like stupid. That. Bro. You, you, you stupid, dumb, dumb. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told yeah. me this. I laughed. Um, hey. And that just shows, I guess, very how like the attitude yeah. towards uh, music, dance, and drama in this country. Mm. Okay, and so you're. So what does Akadop seek to do? Like, because I know you're trying to give these artists a platform. Yeah. Okay, so how do they get from Akadop and become oh? Akadop stars is a thing that took off this year. Yeah. How do they get from Akadop into like mainstream, like stardom? Or is that even a goal? Uh, so I'm not concerned with that. Um, so I have a thing that guides my career and my life is be what you needed when you were younger. So whenever I'm thinking of a project, I'm like, what did I need when I was younger? And all I personally needed was a chance. And I run with chances. You give me a chance. It's over. <laughs> it's over for you hoes, <laughs> as the Americans say. Um, so for me, I'm more concerned with giving you a chance. What you do with that chance is... Up to you. Go well, go shell, you know? Because some, some of the artists, they come on Akadope, and then that's the last we hear them. Some artists, they come on Akadope, and then someone sees them, and then they, like, blow up, and then they did Blankets and Wine, oh. and they do all these other things. I'm like, great. Like, I get... A lot of messages from former artists like, oh, my God, because of Akadope, I got this, I got that. And then some you just never hear from again. And I don't concern myself with that because I'm not concerned with, oh, I must make you a star. I'm just concerned with, I need to give you a chance to be a star. And after that, it's on you. Wow. <laughs> Can everyone be like Emmy? Christ. So you're solely giving them a platform is what you're doing. Yeah, it's the same with 5 for 5, okay? So 5 for 5, I started same thing with filmmaking. I felt like no one gives female filmmakers a chance, right? They love to tell us, take your iPhone, go shoot. With what money? <laughs> and like, why are we pretending like you don't need good sound? Like, you see, this costs money. It's like someone says, start a podcast. We all have voice memos. No, 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 no. <laughs> you need a nice mic. You need, like, a nice-looking area. You need someone who's going to edit. You have someone shooting. This guy, I hope you're getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay people. No, just give me my chance. Just give me my chance. We're paying him in VC. What happens after that? We want to give you a platform. We want to give you a platform. We're paying him in visibility behind the mic, behind the camera. Run with this. We want to give you a platform to show your skills. But all this stuff costs money, right? And so I was... I hated that messaging because I feel like it makes people feel good about themselves. Like, oh, we made it because we took a chance. I'm like, no. And also when you're a female filmmaker, you don't have your boys. Because I feel like what I was seeing is young um, male filmmakers, they knew someone like, oh, do you have someone in sound? Do you have? And then they get a crew at least for free. Whereas yeah. the chicks, they don't. They not don't, really. Yeah, yeah, they're not in the mix. <laughs> so what I did was like raise money. Like everyone got $5,000. And we partnered with two different production companies and said, okay, create your short film. Again, am I concerned with them becoming an Oscar winner? I'm not. I'm just concerned with them having a chance to become an Oscar winner. Wow. Okay, so what does your day-to-day -day look like right now? Oof, today. Like your day-to-day. -day. What do day you usually do? I know that's kind of a tricky question since you're in the arts. There's no like straightforward yeah, answer to it that. It depends on the day, but like you mean like right now in this moment? Like what's like your day like? Today? Most for the most part, when you're in LA, like walking and you're grinding, what? It 
it all depends if I'm working on a TV show or if I'm not. Like today, um, so I'm working LA hours. So like last night, I started working at 8 p.m. And so I'm writing on a TV show. And then I go to sleep LA hours. And then I woke up today at 12. Then I came here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I might have to do some editing on something else. And then I go back to work. But then some days it's like, oh, I have to go to an Akadope rehearsal, an Akadope taping. Um, I've kind of like stepped back a lot on the Akadope um, planning. So Afsa and Francis deal with that a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm always like dealing with five for five stuff. So yeah. Crazy. It's like 600 things. That must be murderous on your like sleep yeah. schedule. Eh? She's working on four hours right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, take like some more? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're not going to give your the TV show that you're writing on a shameless plug. Oh, shameless plug. <laughs> I'm writing on P-Valley, which is like okay. such a dope TV show. Um, What's it called? P-Valley. P-Valley. Oh. Yeah, you want to know what it stands for? I don't know. Do you until Okay, it was based on a play written by Katori Hall called Pussy Valley. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you're looking for. Oh. <laughs> Pussy Valley. Mm. <laughs> 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 but um, it's about a strip club. Um, and I just love, I've always loved stories where we like investigate people or places or things that we think we have um, an idea on, which is why, again, not to plug y'all again, but that episode with the traditional healer is because I feel like people have conception of like what they think traditional healing looks what like they've been told mm-hmm. yeah and so when you like have a conversation i think you start again to disrupt narratives to demystify mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. and also to get people to question mm-hmm. their and beliefs and also i think guys when guys saw that they thought it was going to be like vloggy like where i was going to go oh my god the witch doctor has done this yeah. like explosions mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it ended up just being two hours of him just him talking about what he believes in yeah and guys were like oh you you gave some very compelling points because i feel like people are always afraid to have conversations with the things that they have decided on because they're scared of changing the way they think so shows like this especially if it's labeled taboo yeah Yeah. like a strip club here it's like oh night dancer (laughs) 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 is there a strip club in ug no. I wonder what that would look like. We have night I dancers. feel like the chick would be wearing sapatu. <laughs> yeah, no. It's because of you. Listen, no, listen. no, we can also have good strip yeah. clubs. Listen, let's not even let's not knock sapatu like that. If she can strip in a sapatu, we have to rate her. Yeah. <laughs> we have to rate her. It might be we'll our job, bro. People are going to watch you thinking that Paul, you guys are going to break it's rusted. No. Actually. Are they illegal in Uganda? I think they'd be very strip illegal. Club extremely, bro. I nah, was still a bit too. But do we have like dancers? Yeah, that strip. They they, <laughs> they mm. do they, they pole dance, but I wouldn't call it stripping. On person. what? Where pole? have you ever seen pole? <laughs> <laughs> illusion. illusion, illusion. I had had, At a pole. had dancers. Yeah, they'd yeah. be dancing literally just above everyone else on like. Like she's holding onto like the rails and. She's oh, like, yeah. Nigga, yeah. I've never seen this. Yeah. Even yeah. in a, like that's what go go. Do they take off clothes? Nah. No, no actually, I've, I remember when we were younger, <laughs> <laughs> we used to have these parties uh, at a certain place on Buganda Road, but they used to they used to be strippers at those. They wouldn't necessarily be stripping, but she'd come like in booty shorts and like a yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then they'd talk on dudes and da, 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 yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's always some of those. 
Okay, so I read that you graduated with a master's in fine art. Master's oh. of fine art yeah. in acting. Yeah, that one. Okay, so I have an interesting question. How would you say it has... Shouldn't I tell you if it's interesting or not? Please, go ahead. <laughs> 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 no, go ahead, let me finish it. No, you should have let okay. me like, no, nah, it's not that interesting, <laughs> but I'll tell you. Anyway. Okay, okay. Um, So if there was a version of Kemi that didn't go to I didn't get that much, th- didn't go to school at all like uh higher level of education in film and a version of Kemi that just dropped out and just learned all like film stuff by herself and like bootstrapped everything you t- school of youtube is would you say that you'd have an advantage going to school over the other over just like learning everything yourself mm, I would actually let me be honest I like pursued education because I was like buying time in America, if I'm honest, yeah? So I knew that coming out of uh, undergrad, I wasn't going to get a green card. And I knew that I wanted to, like, work in Hollywood. So if I'm truly honest, like, my cho- my choice to go to get a master's was to buy time. Because I knew that, mm, you know, I was looking at the industry in Uganda, and I was like, mm, it feels like I need to be there. It's interesting. I've always known that I need to be in Hollywood to be able to feed into Kampala. I've mm. always known it, and I've always said it, and I'm shameless about it. Some people are like, you need to go back home. I know what I'm doing. It's easier for me. Even that five for five, it was easier for me to fundraise, and a lot of that money came from LA Connections, right? So I was really doing it to buy time. Let's say there was no visa, okay? No visa issues. And then I'm going to answer that question. I actually think... I would have more of an advantage having not gone to school and started working my way up. I actually think I'd be further in my career. Wow. Yeah. But that is only if there's no visa issues. Yeah. Okay. Like if 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 there was no issues of green cards and I had just like dropped out and then just started working in the industry. Oh, in the states. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I would have. You know what? Not even in the states or like just started making films. Out here, I think I'd be further in my career. I think school sometimes wastes your time, personally. Mm. Okay. He, he thinks that as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he has, I think that's why he was that's asking the question. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> this interesting <laughs> question. Because I wanted please, to. <laughs> please prove to my mom that I made the right choice. <laughs> it's because I, I, I look up to your career so much and like everything that you and every everything that you're saying, Hollywood and that's, these are things that I wanted to do. Yeah. And I also considered going to uni in the states. Just for the just for the opportunity of being there. Yeah. But like um the reason I asked that question is that you have done so much in this period. I'm wondering if and now you're now you're thirty? Eh, wait. Depends who's asking. Ah. She's thirty one <laughs> and a half. Hey, wait, wait, wait. As I'm doing the math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm thirty one I'm turning thirty two in August. Okay, so when did you start seriously making moves in the film industry? Straight out of uni or no. during? Uh, in the film industry or in the arts? In the arts. I would say when I was 17, I wrote a one-woman show. So when I was 17, and it was my last year in high school, I wanted to act in a, a one-woman show about an African woman, and I didn't care. And so I couldn't find one. Then I was like, oh, let me find a play that centers around an African woman, and I'll adapt it. And... I couldn't find it. So I was like, ah, at 17, you think you can do anything? I was like, I'm going to interview the market sellers, you know, the ones that are on the street. 
And so I interviewed them, and then I wrote my first one-woman show, and then it ended up touring internationally. So I always say I gave myself my first drop. This is at 17? That's no, this crazy. was called Jabulile at oh. 17. Yeah. That's crazy. So crazy. it, like, went to a big festival in South Africa, and then it ended up touring. And so that's how I started writing. I started writing because I couldn't find the material to act in. So I always say if I was a white man, I wouldn't be a, a writer. He'd be a, I'd he'd be an be actor. Actor, yeah. actor. But Hello there'd be Rose. so much content. Yeah. I was a white so man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just looking for content and it wasn't there. So I started writing. So in many ways, I was a I was first a professional writer before I was a professional actor. I see. What about the film industry? So the film industry, it's actually very similar. So I graduated out of uh, grad school, very good grad school. And then I sat for a year. Actually, that's a good story. So at the end of grad school, you do what they call a showcase. And so you act in like uh, scenes that are about like two minutes, three minutes. You're not allowed to write your own. Yeah. But me, as this like awkward African Ugandan who doesn't really sound like anything, to be honest, like no one knows really what I am. It's hard to find content. So I would like be in that class. I remember people would just be getting like a lot of content and I'd have nothing. So I write my own scene and use an alias name. And so it ends up being chosen. And then I finally say, I wrote that scene. We're doing it. So we go and do this showcase in front of like a lot of studios, a lot of networks, a lot of agents. And I got a lot of like calls, meetings, yeah? So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a superstar. I'm going <laughs> to be a superstar. And then I went to LA and sat for a year. I couldn't book a single audition. And then I realized, oh, they're gravitating towards my writing not necessarily mm. my acting, because the way I speak, the way I look, it's not fitting into the content that exists currently. Shit. And so that's when I was like, I have to continue writing for myself. And I kind of felt a certain kind of way. I felt upset. I was like, well, I'm as talented as my classmates. I shouldn't have to write to be able to be seen. And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. This is your superpower. Writing is your superpower. Not everyone can write for themselves. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to write a film that I can be in. And so that's how Chimvu started. I was just looking for content. Wow. Yeah. Okay, let me take you back to something small. Um, so generally you don't think it's imperative that you go to film school to become a filmmaker? I don't. I think that that is something people say to make themselves feel better about the tons of money. I think film school is amazing and I think you will learn a lot, but I believe if you have discipline and YouTube and masterclass, <laughs> you can do it. As Don't well. forget expensive as hell. Yeah. Like the DP I work with here, he's never been to film school. I think he's genius. Lukman Ali. Oh, we'll Lukman Ali. He's only oh, did a girl in the yellow yeah. jumper. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm, shameless, shameless plug. Shameless <laughs> plug. Yeah. I think hey, I saw him when he, you're he here. He's he really cool. He's been to film school. He does animation. He, he does that. Yeah. He draws. He edits. He's cool. never been to film Very school. Very talented guy, actually. Yeah. I'd work with him over some of the other DPs I know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So how was how would you say film school was? Was it how does it compare to normal school? Oh, I didn't go to film school. I went to acting school. Oh, sorry, acting, acting school. school. Ah, that shit was crazy. There would be times <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> we did like there's a clown class, and I remember thinking, if my mom walked in right now to see what I was doing. <laughs> what she's paying all <laughs> this money for. Like, where like the, there was, the a there was a day I knew she didn't know what was going on because my laptop broke. And she's like, 
no, we have to send you money. And I was like, no, it's fine. She's like, no, no, no. But how will you write your papers? I was like, like ha. Mm, that's not the this type of This chick doesn't know. They're us on clowns. I know. I know. Idiot. I think the best thing about acting school is it made me really okay with who I am because the whole idea of acting school is they strip you of your, of your like guards. They strip you of you protecting yourself. Because a lot of people think, oh, good actors are good liars. It's actually not the truth is that when you're acting, you're actually just being like, see me, see me, here I am. And so I think it, trans- it like really transformed my life more than it did my career, if that makes sense. Wow. And so I bring that to my writing and my directing. But I don't know that I needed acting school to be an actor. Wait, but acting school doesn't teach anything about writing, though. No, I just kept writing. Yeah. And so for you, it started with writing, acting, and then... No, like it started uh, acting, couldn't find the thing to act in, then I wrote. Then you wrote, then acting school. Yes. And then pr- directing and producing? Yeah. So then Chen Vu had actually written for another director, but then she couldn't come um, because she was like stuck in Colorado at a job. So I was like, okay, I'll find another director, another dope-ass filmmaker, Isaac Oboth. Also didn't go to film school. Killing the game. Genius. Um, and then, like, schedule scheduling kept coming up, and so we kept pushing. And then I remember three days before, he got a call from CNN. And he's like, oh, I, w- I, w- I won't take it if we can move it back. I was like, no, 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 take it. I have another director. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't. I YouTubed how to direct in three <laughs> days <laughs> all over the weekend. I was just on YouTube looking at how to direct, and then I directed on Monday. Chen wow. Was, yeah, yeah. I wasn't meant to direct Chenfu, but thank God I did because it really, like, changed my career. So let me ask, what are they teaching in film school then? No, she went acting to acting school. Went to acting school. school. Uh, yes, but if she okay, she went to acting school, but now she was filming and she learned how to direct on YouTube in three in days. Three days. Yeah. Three <laughs> days. What, what what are people paying for really? I guess. And this well, LA so it's expensive as hell, bro. Yeah. Like sixty grand a, a year. Well, I think they're they're learning everything. They're learning lenses. They're learning all. Like I was going on guttural, like mm. oh do this, and then I'm relying a lot on my DP, but. They're learning like the actual thing, like mm, 60, mm. rate, what? And then they're also works. learning many ways to shoot, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going off of like instinct versus I think they are learning, oh, Very you can shoot, yeah, science you can sh- shoot this scene in, in three different ways, whereas in my head, I can only see one way. Mm, okay. So I do think school's important. I just don't think. I don't think it's the only way. I actually think you learn a lot more on the ground. Okay, so now you are a a green a green, a green card recipient. Yeah. E eleven. Yeah. That's Extraordinary so ability. Hello. I shook. Basically, America said you're gonna only come if you have an extraordinary ability. How do you even wow. get this? How do you apply for this? You have to prove that there's like seven fields, and you have to prove that you fulfill three. So you have to, I know that you need to have like extra exceptional ability yeah. in one field, field from your country. Yeah, and you have to be in the top five percentile of your country. So what is yours? Filmmaking? Um, I think it was just in the arts, okay. this period. And so you applied for this and got it? I applied, got denied, appealed, 
got denied, appealed, and then got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, was, I was actually going to give up. And then my brother was like, nah. Keep going. He was like, appeal, even if they deny you, at least you'll know that you tried. Mm. But I was like, screw that. It's fine. I'll go home. I'll create. And so then my brother was like, no, just keep going. What's there to lose? And so you are. You can stay in the States ho- however long you want. Yeah, it's technically 10 years, but yeah. I love it. And that time you could get married huh. and you stay there permanently. No, I can apply for my citizenship next year. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you might not even want to go back at all. Wait, Facts. to America? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Let's don't know what's going to happen ten in year, 10, 10 years. 10 years is a long time. Yeah. Just kidding, I'm going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Psych! Psych. <laughs> nah, I don't know what. Psych! Oh. God, let me in. <laughs> ah, I'm here. I don't want that. I want that visa-free life. <laughs> do, you know, so, do you know what's weird is I saw, I'm seeing some sort of mass exodus from, the, from LA. I'm seeing all these people here living, uh, leaving yeah. LA. Do you intend to stay? Because I, I know they're leaving LA because of like tax, the traffic's insane, the homeless situations getting yeah. out of hand crime yeah this doesn't bother you you're still <laughs> in the state nah. in la yeah yeah because i feel like i get affected by weather so i'm either in la or new york Miami. and my brother my brother lives in new york so i can visit new york anytime i love it is the film industry in new york as, as it's uh, yeah it is well it's, it, there's a lot of tv so you can like be a tv writer and the, the acting is pretty yeah you can you can live in new york and be fine I see. What about um, uh, is it, I think it's Atlanta. I hear there's a lot of yeah. black movie making going on there. Yeah. Is that something you're also involved in? Uh, down I there? mean, P Valley shoots in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Um, so I wasn't on the first season, so it's not like I got to be there on set. But even the show that I was writing on prior, Step Up High Water, it shoots in Atlanta. It's based in Atlanta. You say Step Up? Yeah. Like part of the Step Up movies. Yeah. Holy it's a shit! TV show. <laughs> Jesus TV show. Christ! Yeah. So that also shoots in Atlanta. Okay. So kind Wait. of, I guess. Oh, it's a series I, now. Yeah, I got, I got. Yeah, there we go. Christ, YouTube you, original. You know what's crazy about that is I was like telling my friend from high school about it. And she's like, do you remember when you used to play Neo obsessively in high school? And now you're like writing on a show that he's <laughs> on. And I was like, <gasps> Neo. Yeah. He's on. Yeah. Have you met him? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have a question. How does this whole kind of like black movement in entertainment, does that translate over to African filmmakers and African content creators? Uh, do you think that opens a door for us? on the world stage with this push, this whole push? I think so. I actually think Black Panther helped a lot Mm -hmm. because I think Black Panther started to, like, get people interested in the African continent. And then, like, you know, Beyonce did the thing with, like, The Lion King. And so then people were more interested in the continent, period, and then I think you had like Queen Sonos that happened on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then when that did well, not just in South Africa, but like people Everywhere. in America were watching. I think that Netflix was like, Netflix ding dong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like Blood and Water happened, um, which is a TV show on mm. Netflix. And then How to Ruin Christmas. I want to see it translate to East African continent as well. Hey, Netflix. Mm. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. But I have plans with that too. So mm. nice. So to the people that say that they're pissed off with Black Panther not starring African, African, African um, talent, you say that it's it's uh, secondary to the attention that we're getting. Um. Well, it did have it did have like and rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, I guess, because I've seen a lot of arguments that if it's Black Panther and they're trying to push Africa, it should be an African cast. It should be an African. But crew. there was well, a, lot people, a lot of African Danai Gurira, Lupita, Lupita, Lupita yeah. Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya, John Carney, yeah. his son. Yeah, I think there was a lot. I just think okay, it's a fictional. I have more of a problem with like Hotel Rwanda. Mm. Last King of Scotland, mm-hmm. Winnie Mandela, you know. <laughs> I have a problem when it's like icons that are being cast and there's no African mm. actors. Like even Last King of Scotland, there was not one Ugandan actress that was like in a prominent role. That makes mm. no sense to me. Actually, Green. they went and got Kerry, I think Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington. To play Ugandan. Who I love. Who I love. <laughs> <laughs> Who I love. I mean, we really love all of them. Who I love. Top wife. Yeah, 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 she was the top chief. Wife. Yeah, the top. The, the and I love her, but yeah. Oh, it True. was. Uh, wait, but what about the, the girl? Remember when he just got off a taxi, the girl he met on the taxi? <sighs> it's been long. Man. What happened? You'll be uh, shocked. They'll tell you she's like from L.A. LA County. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You'll be shocked. So here's, and here's my biggest issue. I actually don't have a problem with like African Americans playing these roles. I I do think so. You, I, I'm sure you've been hearing. There's a lot of like uh, pushback on the fact that a lot of British, British actors yeah. are playing American American, American iconic. Yeah. And I I agree. Mm-hmm. I I do agree because I do think it's a bit strange. That like all the icons are being played by non-African Americans, and what are you telling people? Are you saying that they can't play themselves? And I do think that it's there is an agenda attached to it. But what I will say is, at least those British actors learn the correct dialect. Ex- yeah, they sound mm. American. Yeah. yeah, they sound yeah. American. Whereas when Americans play Africans, they're just like. Tell the truth. I you know? know. And it's just like, <laughs> who are you? Who are you? And then <laughs> also, <laughs> the same people making noise about British British actors are not making noise about when, them. Yeah, playing mm. African roles. So I'm like, let's let's broaden. And that's that the, I think that's the argument that the British actors were raising. But you guys do Mandela and you do yeah. this and you do that. Mm. Yeah, no one complains. Yeah, it's all power. I was looking <laughs> at your Instagram and I. I saw a story, I think, where you're talking about, um, you were talking about your struggle with imposter syndrome. Yeah. Uh, seeing as you've done a lot of s- things in your uh, time doing film and stuff, I can, in a weird way, see how that would be a thing. Yeah. But how come, how come you're very, how come imposter syndrome is a thing that you feel the need to talk about? Like, do you see this a lot in yourself? Yeah. I always think I'm a fraud all the time. So I think I talk about it a lot because I think it can cripple people. It can cripple artists. It can cripple, especially when you're starting. And so the reason I talk about it is like, even now, I'm still like, like even yesterday in the writer's room, I'm like, ha, do these people know that I don't know what I'm doing? <laughs> or, you know, and it's just, it's just a thought, you know. And I, I talk about it a lot because I think sometimes we let that voice discourage us from doing what we're supposed to be doing and i talk about it a lot it's the same thing with announcing forbes 30 under 30 and i'm in a lift i talk about it in the same way 
just so that people know that if this is something I'm feeling, it's normal. It's absolutely normal. And I talk about it in relation to separating yourself from your imposter syndrome. Mm. So what I was talking about is you need to name your imposter syndrome. Like my imposter syndrome's name is Izzy. So when I get that thought, I'm like, okay, Izzy, I hear you. <laughs> cool your temp. Yeah, chill, you know, <laughs> so that I'm not confusing that voice with my own because I think it's just a part of it. And, and then what happens is you get a success and then you're like, <gasps> now they really think I know what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and then you can get crippled and I'm all about moving forward. I love it. I like that method. And I think that method can work for a lot of other things yeah. in your life rather than imposter syndrome. Like what? Um, like naming your, like I named your imposter syndrome. Like if you name your anxiety. Yeah. Or your whatever is ailing you. Give it a name and then you know when it's coming up and then you tell it to. Yeah. You're like, hey, Nalimansi, yeah. please. I've chill. learned that one today. For some reason I was taking <laughs> it a very sexual route. What? How? How? People name a lot of stuff. Uh, the anxiety. Okay, okay. okay. You okay. mean like ah for you why would you na- what what direction are you trying to I just blame why, this guy why for would everything. you name it and what and what does it have to do with the imposter ah. yeah. <laughs> do you have do you have imposter syndrome in the bedroom <laughs> Raymond like do you have imposter syndrome in the okay. in the bedroom okay listen That's what we're going to do is I'm going to bleep <laughs> I'm going to bleep the bad words that I say right now uh. it's um when 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 that chick names you yeah right That's a thing. Yeah, but that's, but so do you think that's, not a, that's not an imposter thing. <laughs> no, you said that you said that naming things helps like take the power away from them. Oh, okay, take okay. Oh, is that what happened to you? Yeah, yes. what did I'm so confused, but okay, first tie it into this. It? Tie it into this, Thank please. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my head, I'm really trying to make that connection. I know. Bruh. What did she name it? When they named it, did it take the power away from you? From it? From it? Or did it give it strength? Like, you know, it's something strong. You have to shed some light on on this. (laughs) What's the greatest moment? (laughs) 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 We're going to finish this. We're going to finish this. You guys are punk. (laughs) Or maybe maybe she named something like, she named something like Optimus Prime. (laughs) And then you're like, he he was like, you're walking in my He's transforming. (laughs) No, but then that's what causes his imposter syndrome. Exactly. She's like, King Chala. I was like, no, it's like you're giving it up to my small like bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like no, she, she, she named you. it like Simba, and he's like, ah. actually, it's that's, yeah. ah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> What's the greatest moment in your film career? Chenvu. Ah, mm. uh, for sure, Chenvu. Um, only because I just had one mission with Chenvu, right? I just wanted to like have a 100% Ugandan cast crew and like to show that we don't need anyone outside of ourselves because I felt like there was a narrative going around like, oh, you want to make it professional? Bring someone in from South Africa. Bring someone in from Kenya. Bring someone in from America. I find it so strange that that was a point of bragging. Like, yeah, we have our DP from the UK. Why is that, why is that something to be proud about? Um... And I think it's okay, but I don't know that that's a point to be like, that's how professional we are. Mm. So that was my mission. And then to see it do well, it was almost like validation. Um, and to show people like, yeah, you can, you can create with just Ugandans and it will do well and it, will, it, it can stand up 
to like an international platform and it can stand up to other short films that have been created in the States. That sh- that film was shot on $3,300. I read and, like, that. It was being screened with films that were being shot for like 20000 30000 And like the fact that it still stood amongst those and like sometimes even won, to me, it was I was so proud about it. And it just, I was like very clear about what I want to do with my life. This was your first short short film. Yeah. And it crushed that hard. It, like it crushed it so much, you know? Yeah. So you can imagine the imposter syndrome from that. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, did I like make it up? It or like, luck. did I actually, yeah. was it luck? And then, you know, I just let it be what it was. Question. Tell me. How, how do you film a short film for $3,300? Um, so that translates to about like 10 million for us here. Yeah. Well... I had a lot of favors. So basically, Isaac, who was supposed to shoot it, introduced me to all, like, I basically was like, I want to meet the best Ugandan editor. So I met up with Peter Munchibi, and I was like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Like, if you can come on board. And so he came on board pro bono. But he was all about it because it was, like, about the mission. It wasn't just about the story. It was about, like, showing that, like, Uganda, we have the talent to do this thing. And so, same with Moses Boyle. Um, So, we paid the DP, we paid our actors. We did, uh, Andrew Ahura came on board, pro bono as well, who does sound. And so, it was a lot of favors. I didn't pay myself, (laughs) you know. So, the production value is probably higher. But what I had on me was $3,300. And I say this also about Akadope. I started on $500. And I'm always like like uh, talking about the money because I think we sometimes are like, oh, when I get my $10,000 or when I get my this. It's like, no, start with what you have. Mm-hmm. It will grow. I see. So when you when they come pro bono, would they come with their equipment as well? Um, For like sound? For sound. Yeah. And lighting. editing they already have. They already have. No, we paid, we paid lighting. We paid DP. We paid for all our equipment. So basically, mm-hmm. that 3300 paid for equipment, equipment. and mm-hmm. actors because... I don't know that. Um, I I try to look at it like who can get something out of it, and I don't know that being an actor on a short film would translate to like, mm. you know, versus mm. like an editor. You can use it as a part of your real. I, I guess you can as an actor, but I just I was like, let's pay actors. Let's pay some actors. I see. What's the hardest artistic choice you had to make for Chenvu? Ooh, uh, being naked on screen. Oh yes, there's yeah. a scene. Yeah. A scene for this. Is that yeah. in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you naked, naked though. Yeah, I was naked, naked. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was hard because I I didn't know how that would translate to a Ugandan audience, and so I was always thinking like I don't want you know, I don't want this choice to be the reason it's not screened in Uganda, but also this is the reality of the situation, and also there's an image that I'm interested in investigating that needs the woman to be naked and the man to be fully clothed in a shower. Mm. And so I just went with it. And so that was definitely it. How was this filmed? How do, you, how do people even film scenes like this? Do you have to like walk on set like naked you already? Like no, towel, you have a towel. So like my, my PA, like she covers you once it's over. But that scene I shot, like we kept the camera rolling for an hour. So I was like, I'm not interested in, because it's such a heavy scene. 
So I was like, I'm not interested in coming out of character to go look at the film and um, like direct. So I'm just going to keep, we're going to keep going. So there's actually like, when I look at playback, there's, (laughs) (laughs) so Michael could only come, Michael who plays opposite me, who was a fantastic actor. Um, He could only come into the shower once, right? Because once he comes into the shower, he can't do it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you're not going to come into the shower until I think you've hit it. So, like, it took an hour. And there was one time he was coming into this. <laughs> he was coming into the shower. And I, I don't even remember this, but I was watching playback. I'm like, get the fuck out. We're going to do this again, <laughs> you know. So it was like I did not get out of character for an hour while directing. Crazy. Yeah, but now I'm confused because, like, Jesus, what do you mean he couldn't come in until he had hit it? Like, until I felt like that we like had got the scene. Yo, okay. Yeah. So he practiced it from somewhere else and then... No, we were shooting. So, like, instead of doing take one, take two, once he's wet, wet like, it's you over. Can't yeah. You can't go back. More shots. Oh, yeah. okay, so the shower mm. wasn't on. The shower was on. But I was in the shower. He was outside of okay, the shower. Okay. And then the end of the movie is him getting into the shower. Yeah. So once he gets into the shower, we can't shoot the beginning of the scene. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. Yeah. So yes, but yes. in terms of like the nudity, everyone was in my room, so they couldn't see me. So the only person who could see me was my DP and mm. my PA, and even sound like they put the boom in. But oh no, the sound was there. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, mm. my titties were on display. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, what? How rigorous are you with like staying on script when you go for a movie? Do you like make sure everything goes according to how you've scripted it? Um, it depends. It depends on the scene. That scene, I was very like strict about it. Um, the taxi scene, I would shoot it as written, and then I asked them to improvise. Um, oh, so improv. Then, yeah. So then I would do like, okay, make sure you say this line. Make sure you say that line. Make sure you say this line. Everything in between. Up say whatever you. you want. Whatever you want. And then I did one take where I'm like, just say whatever you want, but make sure we get to the end. So it depends. It depends what the scene calls for. I know. Y- you must have, I know there's a, there's a whole class for like improv, right? Yeah. What is that? I've always wondered. You'd probably be good at it. Um, that sounded like shade. It's not. <laughs> no, it's, I agree. <laughs> Don't I you think you'd would, be yeah, good I at think it? You would as well. At so improv. Yeah, yeah. It's basically training you to just like just go off. Go off yeah, yeah. Going off impulse yeah. and also like keep the, the thing moving forward. So the scene moving forward. Yeah. We did quite a bit of it. I see. With um, Chemvu, what was your, the message you're trying to get across? Because the structure of the movie, and I don't say too much to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, who might be listening, but it starts out with a very light-hearted theme, very light-hearted tone, and then it switches up, you know, just like that. Was that yeah. more like an artistic choice to make the movie interesting, or is that more like a commentary on how these things actually happen? Both. I think that when people make movies about African countries, they're always so dark the entire time. And I think that's an agenda. Mm. Think like, oh, we're going to tell a story about AIDS. Wake up. HIV. Go to bed. HIV. <laughs> oh, war. You know? And so I'm like, no, there's a lot of things about Uganda. So even if I'm um, looking at sexual assault, we can also explore love. We can explore joy we can explore humor because i think we're not one thing ugandans are not one thing and then i also wanted to make a commentary that people always think 
if we're talking about sexual assault, I don't wake up knowing I'm going to be assaulted. I wake up and I have a good day and I fall in love and then I get assaulted and then my life changes. And so that was really what I was commenting on. Oh, damn. I see, I see. Because, true, that, that twist of the mm. movie, you know, it's really abrupt and really at the end and it's, I think it gets the point across. Of, Thank um, you. Yeah, well done. Thank you. If I, if <laughs> how come... How come the movie <laughs> chill? <laughs> you don't you clap. Yeah, yeah clubs. How come I, I tried to look for the movie today and I couldn't find it anywhere? Yeah, it's on Quelly TV. Okay, Quelly let me TV. look right yeah. right now. But I can send you a link. I'm thinking about making that link public actually. Please. On YouTube. Because well, yeah. after this YouTube. you have to make it public because everyone's gonna be like, Yeah, oh, I think I where think is I, the movie? I think I might make it I think I might make it public. What I'm, why I'm why <laughs> <laughs> uh, people need to see that movie. But why why isn't it always public though? Um because well one when you're doing festivals it can't be public. And then it went on Hulu. Mm. So then it also can't be public. And then Quelly TV got it. But I think I'm ready for it to be public. I also think I was a little nervous about like anyone accessing just like cuz I'm like very nude, you know. Oh. <laughs> I'm very nude. Quite. Yeah. Quite nude. Quite nude indeed. Just a bit more I than think you. I wanted to feel like people who were watching it wanted to watch it and not. I, but that's my own like yeah, that's insecurities you. or like feeling vulnerable. No, but, but I think enough. I'm ready. I'm ready. Fair yeah, you should put it. Put Quelly, it K-W-E-L-I, which is also a dope. African platform that people need to support. Was is it, it a from? streaming platform? Pricing five point nine five ninety nine a month. Yeah. Where's it from? Uh she's the the creator, I believe, is Nigerian, but she's based in the she's based in the States. Do you have an app? But they're great because they pay you. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Do they, have, do they have an app or is it always they just do. They do. But I, you can search if you search Chembu. And Chevy must have been a high of your life. Like that must have been a really, really high point, right? Yeah, it really was. I can't wait to shoot my feature. <laughs> nice. It just made me itchy. To okay, shoot so my feature is like a feature is like a long one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you oh, do you can you share with us anything that you're working Thinking on right now? On? Okay, yeah. So my feature is going to be about colonization, but it's going to be a satire, and it's looking at colonization through the lens of a bar. Is it a period piece? No, of a, of a like bar. a Ugandan okay. bar. Okay. So there's like a chick, she's the last Ugandan owner of a bar. And we see how that bar is taken away from her. <coughs> but I'm really investigating the tools of colonization that we're no longer talking about today. Is it, is it, um, it's a car, it's like set in like current times? Yes, I'm still toying, I'm still like working, reworking the scripts. Um, I'm deciding that I I think I I think I'm gonna set it in current times. Yes. Wow, that's that's interesting. That, that makes yeah. things easier, like production makes everything. Well, easier, yes right? and no, because like if I didn't, then you shoot in like Morocco, you know, and it's like beautiful and the settings already there, you know, and you can just make it pre-colonial. Yeah. Um, but I think what I'm trying to do requires it to be modern because I'm trying to get people to think today, like. Mm. What would it look like if we got colonized today and like see the things that are still active today? So a lot of people associate colonization with violence and religion. That's it. Mm. It's like no one thinks about language. Like mm. no one thinks about how language was used to weaponize us or like to create divisions or tribalism or like 
the way we name our roads or the fact that if you speak English, you're considered more educated than a person who speaks a local language. Why? Mm. Back to y'all's episode. I'm going to keep plugging this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that we think traditional healers are evil? Like mm-hmm. that's a that's that's a colonial thought. Hundred you know? percent. And so like even your comments, like people are like, Oh my god. I'm like, y'all, what do you think? Like, what do you think your ancestors we're were doing. worshiping? <laughs> you know? And so yeah, I think it's But how how will you make how will you make it so people understand you're talking about colon colon colonization and not just like gentrification or um, if you're smart, you'll get it. If not, it'll just be entertaining. Mm. I, I'm, 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 I'm actually like, waiting till she does it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm okay because you always tell two stories, right? Mm. I, I'm okay if someone's like, "Oh, that was they about get, colonization." Oh, that, that That's like fine. Gender. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the day, I'm telling a story. So, mm. the main story I'm telling about is a woman trying to hold on to her bar, mm. and like watching this other white woman come in and take it. That's the main story. Mm. And so, my goal is through comedy and and drama. To tell that story. Okay. Oh yeah, I can and see this. And then when you go home and you're like, "Whoa," or maybe you'll go home and be like, "That was funny." How That's long? Okay. How long That's will we have to wait for this movie? It sounds Ish. hella late. I know. I know. What does one need? What would you need to make that feature film? A hundred thousand dollars. If you're listening and you have that money, hit us. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're billionaires <laughs> watching radio. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Ugandans need to invest in film more. Mm, I agree. Yeah. It, it, yeah, we need to invest more in like the yeah. in films in high entertainment industry in general, man. But we have a lot of talent here, but people want stri- black and white answers. They want to know how much they give and how much they get back. Yeah, after th- after three months. Mm. Yeah, and then the grand. problem is like when I come to you, I'm like, you may get it back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but <laughs> usually it doesn't yeah. happen. You might, you not. might get like five times more. Mm-hmm. You might get. Exactly the amount you get, you might never (laughs) get it back. And so you kind of have to find people who believe in your dream. So, yeah. But I have a bunch of films. I want to tell a story about a Senga Mm -hmm. and to talk about that. Like, I'm very interested in that. Like Senga knowledge. Yeah, like the ones who give, like, sexual knowledge. Mm. So you want a whole film on... Yeah, like following this lady. Nice. That sounds interesting. Yeah. One single Senga, not multiple. Well, you'll follow her journey t- and then you find so out her own journey uh, with sex. I see. Yeah. Since well, you, uh, you spoke go. on, um, just before, just talking about like making movies in Uganda, what would you say is like a viable kind of like model for monetization of, of movies and uh, such media it's in a very this country? Good question. Because nah. we, I don't think the cinema thing really works here. We only have two cinemas. I don't yeah. think DVDs work when they cost only two k. Yeah. So how how and then people like yeah, just, just get their it. own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how, yeah. So how how would what what would that look like? Do we need to have st- uh, stricter enforcement of copyright laws, or do we need more cinemas or uh, is direct it a monetization? Of both? Eh? Yeah. Like yeah. how how like if I have this movie, it's the best movie on earth. It was shot in Kampala. How do I make money off this movie? You sell it to it. Netflix, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, and that's actually, w- like, when I make that film, my goal is you sell it to Netflix or you sell it to Amazon or you sell it, you know, like, unfortunately, I don't know that Uganda can give you back that money. I don't know that you're going to make $100,000 back On solely from mm. the Ugandan market, even if I screen it for 500 years here. Does the situation get better if we include 
like East, East Africa, if we look at it regionally, Kenya, Tanzania, if no. you could find no. Because people just burn. They're just gonna you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna go walk into funds and you're gonna find and shout out to funds. I'm a subscriber. But they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> subscriber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tell funds that the day I have a TV show, I will personally deliver. I should not say this on the radio. But, anyway. <laughs> but like I I I think unfortunately, you know, unless it's on Unless it's bored. But to be honest, that's the same even in the States. Unless your movie is bored, you're not going to make that money back. Mm -hmm. You can go to the cinema. You're not going to make that money back. So unless like a, a studio buys it and distributes it, you're not going to make the money back. So I don't know that it's specific to Uganda. But I would say that um, that's why having people to finance films is important. Because what happens is we're making cheap films. And then they're not selling because they're not up to par. Like someone needs to watch in a in a movie theater. They need to or, or Netflix, right? If you're watching Breaking Bad, and then you watch my TV show, you can't be like, eh. like mm. you shouldn't feel like you're in a puddle, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like oh we've shifted, <laughs> you know. You should feel like oh yeah yeah yeah. It just Netflix. like your viewing your eye must not change, right? So the aesthetic and the quality should not change. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to sell a TV show. That's why. That's my new thing. But how, what? You know, when you say I want to sell it to Netflix, doesn't doesn't that give them too much liberty to like squeeze you into? To uh, firstly, the chances of them taking it is like fifty fifty. Like right? my film. Like a Any film. film. Yeah, yeah. It's Way less than fifty fifty. In fact, in fact, right. it's actually kind of less than fifty fifty. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's a viable business, if it's like a business, yeah. if you're looking for a business option to make a movie for the sole purpose of selling it to one. Well, no, I, when I say Netflix, I'm just meaning like, to be honest, Netflix is the only major distributor in Africa, right? So that is probably going to be your first destination. But also in the States, I can tell you right now, like when you create a TV show or whatever, like Netflix is on the top of your list because they're like the big spenders. And then they have, like, a great distribution. Like, anyone can access Netflix. Yeah. Whereas Amazon, can you access Amazon here? You can. Yeah. You can. Okay. But I, I, but I don't know that you can watch an Amazon movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, can. you can get oh, Amazon okay. Prime here. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, like, you can't watch HBO. Mm. You can't watch Stars. I think you go through, what's the, Showmax? Yeah, Showmax. Yeah, Showmax. We have Showmax here? Yeah. DSTV and Showmax did Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking yeah. of DSTV. I think you can get Hulu as well. No. You can't. No. So that's the other thing. Yeah. So it's like, for me, like the TV show I'm trying to sell, okay, if I sell it to Hulu, then my yeah. Ugandan folk cannot watch it. How know? did the Hulu thing happen, actually? Through a festival, NBC. Ah. So because I was a finalist, it, it got on. Speaking of DSTV, does DSTV also buy shows and movies? <laughs> I don't know that you know. Uh, no, I think right? they. I think they make. I think DSTV is kind of with the with the old with the old guard just making shit, right? I wouldn't know, man. I was trying to. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> wine, but the wine is particularly nice <laughs> right, at this moment. It's DSTV the mafia. It's DSTV the mafia this whole time. DSTV has a monopoly. They don't give a fuck about guys who are making independent shit. I don't I'll, I'll speak with my chest uh -huh. DSTV's biggest problem is they want you to create the content and bring it and then what they're what they're paying you for it 
you've spent way more, right? Mm. And for me, I'm at a place in my career, I'm not making anything that's low quality, right? So anything I make is like high quality, which means it's going to cost. But what DSTV offers, at least from conversations I've had, is way below that. And so even when they're like commissioning stuff, they're paying you peanuts, which is why there's a lot of like reality shows or they get a lot of like local movies, which is great, but it's not what I'm trying to do in terms of, when I say local, like, you know, like Wakali Wood, you know, like <laughs> that, that, yeah, 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 which is great, but the cost of that is very different from the cost of something that I would be trying to make. This isn't the first time I've heard that about DSTV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do these channels buy... So when you talk about like a deal that you're doing with these channels, are they buying everything or is it just like a licensing thing? Or Yeah, I think there's different deals. So mm-hmm. like they might have a licensing thing where they can you cannot sell to anyone outside of Africa. Is this what they want people to make? <laughs> nah, this is bad news. See? Hmm. No, nah, I'd watch this. I'd pay. <laughs> pay good money. I think this might actually become like a proper <laughs> proper genre. Guys is this, pay attention is to. this in Uganda? <laughs> pay good money. Kemi, you have competition. Is this Swakaliwood? This is Nigeria. This is Nigeria, uh. probably. <laughs> this is Nigeria. But look, I, I, I don't hasten it. I think there's a market for it. But I just also, you've got to know your own brand. Mm. And like, yeah, I don't know that I'm making things This is things the funniest in shit in history. Did he kick a baby? <laughs> <In space>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy didn't give a fuck. About the poor <laughs> kid. Cute baby. <laughs> True. What? <laughs> Damn. Uh, no, nah, what? <laughs> what's the message there? <laughs> yeah, there's no message. <laughs> yeah, there's no story. <laughs> that's how it goes. That's the message. That's how it goes. <laughs> oh, so that's what that's what DSTV is trying to have people make. No, they actually want great quality. They're just not gonna pay, pay you. Pay for it. You know what I mean? So you're not making money. And so, how much do they typically offer? Ah. Don't to get into it. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. People don't like talk about numbers on this. People point. hate numbers. No one talks about numbers. No one. No, you know why? Because, yeah. Also, the conversation I had was like two years ago, so I don't want to misrepresent. DSTV. Yeah. But even. But even yeah. DSTV. Yeah. Free promo. No, we're definitely gonna do that. But even, but even like. Are we bleeping? Yeah, let's well, bleep. Yeah, so <laughs> even beep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, he'll do it. He'll do it in post. No, he'll do it in post. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I know. Uh. But even like, if you look at like NB, NBS, right? Uh. Or NTV. How about Pearl Magic? Pearl Magic? Yo, although I did hear Pearl Magic gave uh, a, like a lot of money. Yeah, that's it. You, yeah. You, Pearl Magic. I don't know. There's just something about companies that pay content creators. Eh? Yeah. The content that gets created eh, is yeah. different. That shit is quite fire. Yeah, yeah. I actually fire. just heard that they gave a lot of money to Someone. Ugandan creators, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, there's hope. But again, it's still like mm. you have to be, you know. Mm. Yeah. So, since, let me ask, since Chenvu featured in a lot of those. Um, Film festivals. Yeah. That means and it must especially Pan African Film Festival, yeah. which you where you won. Yeah. That means that means you must have qualified for an for an Oscar. Yeah. So you qualify yes. to be nominated. You qualify to just submit. Or to submit, yeah. my bad. So that was the first short film that even could Enter. get submitted. 
and I took a selfie in front of the academy. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. so you and submitted? I was like, with my DCP, yeah. I didn't get far, but I submitted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's enough. Wait, yeah. What do you mean you didn't get far? Like, like the submission it was it? It didn't get shortlisted. Uh. Um, but... I was so hype about that. And that's that's also another thing that I always tell people. Like, we're so obsessed with, like, but did it win? I'm I like, see. I don't care that it so didn't win. win. It got submitted. And then the next Ugandan filmmaker, it will get we'll shortlisted. And then yeah. the next Ugandan filmmaker, it will get nominated. And then the next Ugandan filmmaker, it will win. win. It's fine. We must start somewhere. And so I was hype. I took a selfie with my DCP. Um, funny story. Could not afford for that DCP. It costs like $150. What's a DCP? It's basically like a format that they only accept it in. And so remember I told you I had to drive for rent? So I was like, how am I going to submit this? So I was oh, driving. so you have to get the movie and format it in a different yeah, way. Yeah, and then submit it okay. in that particular format. Otherwise oh, the long one. It. Is that? It's on a, it's on a USB, but okay. I don't, yeah. So it's basically like ensuring quality. Because mm. when they screen it, when they're watching, it's also a messed up situation because the people who vote only have to watch 40% of the short films. What? Yeah, so if you don't have a PR campaign, ah, yeah, so yeah, that's, you don't, you don't, basically it's a popularity contest. In term, not in terms of who wins, but a lot of it, like getting it in front of eyes is a popularity contest because people don't have to watch it. They just have to watch 40% of the films. This is something that you definitely want to win one day an Oscar. I'm not concerned with that, to be honest. I want to get a lot of uh, money to be able to create content within Africa. If getting an Oscar helps me do that, I want to do that. Do you get paid for winning these, like the Pan-African Film Festival? Do you get paid when no. you win? Uh, I see. But for the NBC, I did get money. Okay. Yeah, because it came with a prize. Oh, okay, prize money. You yeah, mean. yeah. I see. That was my favorite festival, NBC <laughs> festival. NBC festival was yeah. this in the states as well? Yeah. LA. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. Okay. Is, is this a normal thing? Prize festivals are those film festivals not giving? Some prizes? give money, some don't. Yeah. True. Oh, they, they, all, they all give a look, I guess. They give you that, yeah. you know, mm. the wreath. That you can yeah. put on your DVD on the cover. And I got mm, like a dope. This one selection hey. winner. Go to my Instagram. <laughs> I got a like a dope spear. If you go down. A dope spear? Like a dope spear. Oh, almost like a dope? Yeah. We'll just keep saying like a dope till people get tired. Till the joke go runs down, out. Go down, go down, go down, go down, go down, go down, go down. Go down low. I saw that you had 1,500 pictures. I was like, is it? <laughs> one for you. Have you been on? I've been on Instagram for time. For <laughs> one of the OGs. Yeah. IGs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Keep going down. Keep going down. Yeah. There we go. Boom. There. So I won that little spear. Oh, I see. Isn't that dope? Is it very? Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Very. Nice. Is it a working spear? Does it work? Could you use it in self-defense. I probably could. <laughs> yeah. That's a dope looking spear. That's such a dope comment. What did he say? <laughs> Film on miniskirt harassment wins best short. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Matt. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
You might be the one. You might be the worst on effects ever. Industry. Now nice, we're getting better nice, every day nice, here at nice, Radioactive. Nice. <laughs> 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 I've read that. Um, see, I was trying to look into what it would take to win an Oscar. Apparently, the Oscars like literally like six thousand people, and it's like ninety four percent of them are white. Yeah. And seventy percent percent of them are men. Yeah. So and also, <laughs> like seventy percent of them are above the like the median age is like sixty five. Yeah. And so it's old white men that you are trying to. Yeah. And I don't make content for old white men. That's why when you say, do you want to win an Oscar? Let me tell you, going back to this Forbes 30, 30, Forbes 30 under 30 moment, it was the best thing that happened to me because that was the day I realized, because that was a goal of mine. I always wanted to be Forbes 30 under 30. It was on my vision board. I'd written it down. And then when I got it, I was like, uh-huh. I still can't pay rent. <laughs> I just have to drive. And so that was the day I realized, if this does not translate into me making more stories, into me doing what I want to do, it means fuck all to me. And so that's why I say I only want to win an Oscar if it's going to translate to me getting overall deals, if it's going to translate into people just throwing money at my production <laughs> company and saying, create that short, create, I, create that film, or like it's going to translate into more money for five for five, or if it's going to translate into... We want to film from you every year. Mm. I'm not actually concerned with the awards anymore. I, see. I used to be. Um, you said five for five. If it doesn't concern five for five, is that like a ongoing thing? Yeah, but so we need money. So how often? How often do you have the like the prize? He's asking so as an investor, potential oh. investor. So basically, we have our first class. We've just finished uh, shooting them, and we're we're in the process of locking the edit, mm -hmm. and so they'll go out in this year, 2021. And so my goal is to submit, um, I mean, to choose a new class end of this year. Mm. I haven't realized we've been talking about 505 the whole time, but some people watching or listening may not even know. So yeah. maybe you could tell us what is 505 for the so viewers. So 505 is, I started a, a fund so that five female filmmakers from Uganda could have a chance to make their short. So, you know, we've been talking about Chemvu and all the opportunities. It's open. Basically, every job I've gotten has come from Chemvu. P-Valley, I can connect it to Chemvu very easily. Chemvu was at the festival. I got called into Viacom, and then I met with uh, Viacom, and then Morgana, who at that time was like, oh, have you ever thought about writing for TV? And I was like, uh, no, but I was just driving for Lyft, so anything better than that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she submitted my stuff, and then I worked for Lizzie Weiss. Who, uh, that was my first TV show. And then Lizzie recommended me to Holly. And then once I was in that Stars Lionsgate family, um, that also then translated to the next job, obviously. So all of this stuff comes from my short film. And so I thought to myself, again, giving people chances, Imagine I could like help five other people have that door to open. So I'm not interested in being the only Ugandan female filmmaker. I'm like, there are certain stories I cannot tell, I should not tell, because, you know, I'm privileged, I'm light-skinned, I like grew up all over. There are certain stories I cannot tell, but there are certain stories other people can tell, and so I'm just trying to create like more and more of us so that we come as a mafia. How, mm. long, how long has this been going on? The, the five, five for five? five? So basically, I, w I originally was like, oh, you know, imposter syndrome. 
maybe I should just start with trying to fundraise for one film, like for 5000 I don't know that I'll be able to raise $25,000. Um, and then I was like, fuck that shit. Let's raise 25000 If I get ten, at least there's two. If I get fifteen, at least there's three, and then we ended up raising the twenty-five grand. Mm-hmm. So we raised that money last year. We chose the films March, but then COVID. So then we ended up only shooting in November. All of them. Yeah, once an animation. So. Oh, okay. Go to, to chemistry class. You'll see. You'll you'll see. Okay, is, um, that, is that another YouTube? Is that another Insta? Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, this is your production company. Yeah. When can you expect to watch these the five the five films? So, it depends on what I you know I don't like um, dictating what dictate uh, dictating dictating what uh, directors do. See so Shari. those are all the films. See Shari. Oh, you know Shari. Oh, the animated one. Shari just told me that as she a, finished shooting a, something. No, that's a different thing. Okay. But she yeah. So that's that. Look at that animation. Oh yeah. So the anima- okay, Shari. That's Shari. Look at that! Look at that image. Is that That's not gonna? Is that not gonna break boundaries? Yes. After all the noise. This guys, too. Yeah. yeah. Remember oh. what's the thing guys have been making noise about? The other soul. Soul. I wanted to ask you about yeah. soul. That yes. Looks, looks I haven't really watched it. I've well. been keeping it because I know I'm gonna cry. Same. Not because oh, I'm gonna cry. It looks really nice. I always <laughs> cry to Pixar. But have you ever seen this chicken animation? I have never. You know. Ew. So I'm just like oh, so inspired. I'm so inspired by That's gonna be so our writer cool. directors. Wow, and this is Chevron. Chevron. Cimenta. Shout you? out to you. So then, like, wow. these are all the films. Yeah. Are these uh? Oh, yeah. these are five or five. Yeah. They're six. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, one, yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, there are five. Uh, five. <laughs> so we went for six. Five or five semi-finalists. You are, you are really helping a lot of people. Aka Dope stars yeah. crushed it this year as well. Yeah. Aren't they dope? So dope. Very, Very dope. dope. So dope. Yeah, <laughs> almost Aka. So like that. That's the other thing we did. Okay, I I just want to just go to if anyone has a hookup down. I literally just was like, you know what? I want these people to have final draft and masterclass. I literally just asked on Twitter. I think we're so afraid of asking because we're so afraid of getting a public no. I'm just like, y'all, just ask. Look, and then oh, the next one. Look. Hey. Isn't that crazy? So if you're looking for supporters for your Five Initiative, would like would love to learn more about the initiative and how we could support you. How we could support you and complete our sponsorship request from here. Now this is Donald Draft. Isn't People that crazy? Shoot, shoot, so their shots more. Yeah. shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. But then also follow through. Because a lot of people shoot their shots with me and then they don't follow through. Like if I was to send like Fill out this form. They'd be like, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll get to it. Yeah. Also because like just sometimes getting the reply is enough gratification. So like guys yeah. just feel like, ah, I but did then, it. Yeah, <laughs> but then I'm like, you don't really exactly. want it. Like I've literally told people like, okay, give me this by Friday. They don't. No, they don't. So I'm like, you don't really you want don't it. You don't want it. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite movie of all time? <gasps> hmm. uh, We're going okay. to judge you today. Badly. I'm going to ask them Badly, too. by the way. Okay, this is tough, but I'll say the movie that like I've watched the most in my life <laughs> is Love and Basketball uh, by Gina Prince by the Wood. Why oh. haven't I seen this? By the Wood. You haven't watched it? Oh, you guys are kids. kids. Oh <laughs> I was just God. busy at that yeah. time. 
Oh my <laughs> gosh. Right now I'm 33. That's the nah. This guy's 23. Let me calculate how old you were. Because I watched it in 2001. So how old were you? Max five. Yeah, but I'll, I'll be Wait, where you old, were you born? Older. I'm 33 is what I know right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it came out in 2000. Oh, I think I've seen that poster before. In a video guys, library. you guys haven't watched Love and Basketball. Wow, this is crazy. I was too busy doing like math, doing sets. No, I've, watched this, I've seen this poster I've before. Wow. I've watched in, it. In every video library. I have like never been around library. people who have never watched Love and Basketball. Uh, but I've seen the poster in every video library I've ever been to. I always <laughs> had that. <laughs> that gay. Regrets. <laughs> <laughs> With Fast and Furious. <laughs> I feel like this the year rock. I've started to feel old. <laughs> wow. No, nah, I've actually watched this though. Oh, what happens? Uh, Tell us. This guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, this chick, right? I'm going to tell No, let me. Uh, hold on, let me tell you something. First Wait. of all, can I just correct something? It's by Gina Prince Bythewood. Uh, hey, are you seeing yeah. you even had the wrong name? Uh. <laughs> no, but I don't even want to tell you anymore. Let me, let me just explain it. And I'm going to tag her. I'm going to tag her. Okay, you know what it is? Uh, I used to read the name as Gina Prince by the wood, uh, you know? Uh, and then I met a friend of mine, and her husband is my friend's mentor. And she's like, uh. That's not it. It's Bitewood. Okay. Bitewood. Bitewood. But doesn't it look by, by the wood? By the wood. By the wood. As yeah. in, by the way. Yeah, by, by the, the wood. wood. By the, ah. by the yeah. <laughs> That's Sorry. exactly what but it looks I love like. you, Nearby. Gina. I love you, Gina. Yeah. I actually <laughs> saw her once at a screening, and I couldn't even go say hi. That's mm. how much, like... You thought you were going to say by the wood. Why is this your favorite movie? You know what? I I think it's... You know, when I watched it, I didn't know it was a female director. I just thought it was a movie. And I think when I look back, I'm like... Oh, you were connecting to a female way of seeing. Because, like, even the sex scene is, like, very much from a female perspective. And I also think because the story is about this chick who wants something so bad and is constantly having to juggle between what she wants and her personal life and often chooses what she wants, I related to that very young. So at 13, I'm like, I know that. Like, I will give up a relationship for what I want. And I've done that way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't and I don't regret it. Yeah. I don't regret it. Like, yeah, I know that if I wasn't in the arts, like, I'd probably be married with kids. No, but now I feel like I need to check out this. Movie, yeah, don't man. don't spoil it. I I can't remember. I but thought you were. Like I know, let me tell you. I have this because I grew up with a lot of. I grew up with dreams. a lot of older siblings. Mm. So they used to make us watch all the shit that they would watch. So mm. like every time I see see these movies, like I remember the scenes, but just can't it remember anything. Eh? Like recently I rewatched there was a movie called Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw it. I rewatched Deep Blue Sea. I was like, I don't this is not so what I So do you I guys remember. know a movie called Love Jones? Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. What's lacking? <laughs> Are y'all serious? What's lacking eh? Deep Blue Sea. What's Love Jones? Do y'all know a movie called Best Man? Of course. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least. Uh, y'all have never watched Love Jones? You oh, but this guy, man. this this guy was popping. He had a period where he was popping. Yeah. He was in all the biggest I movies. can't believe you've never watched Love Jones. Have you watched The Wood? You guys are young. Okay. It seems like, what, what, what have we watched oh, then? No, but you're a, also you know, watching really it's old all shit. The same, it's all the same guys. Oh, this dude was popping back yeah. then. Yeah. are all the guys from Best Man. They're all the guys you from guys that other young. movie. Bruh. Best friends mm. to best So what, what, what's the movie y'all watched when y'all are, were around 13? 
Iron Man. High school musical. It's <laughs> 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 actually Iron Man, man. You ask us to sing a high school musical song, we show you today. Especially Melvin, he was big on high school musical. Wow. What was your favorite song when you were in high school? Favorite song? Yeah. It was Smack That, Hold the Egyptian. What? Uh, uh, that's high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in high school. <laughs> Jamaican music was huge oh, in high school. The, Egyptian. Sean the remix. Paul. Not Speaking Sean Paul Jamaican, though. Like, uh, what are these, uh, what's that? Dance song. Who's the guy in prison? Uh, vibes Cartel. Vibes. Oh, Vibes. He's vibes. in prison? Mavado. Speaking of. He's been in yeah. prison. Speaking of Jamaican, I saw this tweet today that you tweeted. Two whole months in Uganda, and I have yet to whine on <laughs> whine my East African waste on someone's child. child. Yeah. Vaccine, where are you? Yeah. You're pretty big on like grinding. You have to grind to Sean Paul. It, you know what it is. Uganda is where I live my best life, you know. So I feel like when I come here, I'm normally like enjoying my life, and like my whole waste has not been. Moved in wow. directions because of, of COVID. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking of the annual. Why? Why has and it not? Because of COVID. People have been clubbing though. Yeah, I'm, I'm not people. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. the middle of a pandemic. It has to be a club. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a club. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a private setting. It has to be a private setting, a podcast studio. music. A podcast studio, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Didn't say you weren't given the chance. Okay, um, where were we? Love Jones. All you guys are writing these movies down, man. Yeah, we've got all of them on the yeah. podcast. Mm. Favorite movie? Uh, you know mine. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump, same. Mm. And oh, Shutter really? Island, yeah. Forrest Gump's a good movie. Mm-hmm. That That's older than it yours. Age, it yeah. ages really, yeah. really well. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, My most recent favorites. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that? You and Shari are the same person. Really? You like the same shit. That's I think it's a filmmaker thing. Yeah. I think like a filmmakers have their faves. Have you watched The Farewell? Mm-mm. Have you watched I'm Not a Witch? Mm-mm. That sounds interesting. It's great. Is this what Zambian, the f- Zambian uh, filmmaker. Spoilers, was she a witch at the end? <laughs> She's not a witch. Oh, I knew it. Something about I knew it. I don't know. We said it the first yeah. time. I wish the title that. quite literally <laughs> says, I am not a witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you had the. Wait, favorite movie? For me? Mm. I don't know. If I had to pick maybe The Dark Knight. Very simple man. That's not a bad taste. Mm. That's not a, that's a good movie. I can movie. rewatch that movie. I mean, exactly, without getting tired. Really? Dope. <laughs> the Dark Knight. That's the, the that's one of the Joker. It's the second yeah. Batman. Yeah, the only the Joker. Nice. Okay. You just say nice. Mm. Good pick. That's the reason I thought people are thinking. Why about are you being. looking at what are the worst countries for gay and lesbian couples to travel? Oh yeah, I saw something about this this week. Um, I was looking on this before you Uganda came. On it? Uganda's on this list. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, yeah. Nigga, what the fuck? We can never make a good list. Yeah, <laughs> bro, all the worst. But We're it's on like, okay, all the worst list. But this is what I tell people: it's like yes and no, right? Because, <laughs> like, the people that are looking at it, like, are white Americans, and at the end of the day, Ugandans are gonna look at you as a white man. If you're and white, so you're good. You have your privilege. So mm. when white people are like, "Oh my God, I'm scared to go to Uganda," mm. I'm like, first of all, you're white, you have privilege. And secondly, that would be like me saying, I'm scared to go to America because I'm an immigrant because of Trump. Mm -hmm. Like, it's true, but it's also like there's nuance to it all. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. 
because they have privilege. Yeah, but being on this list, but what's fucked a, up. okay? What's the basis of them saying? Uganda is one of the worst. Because Uganda oh. travel is so homophobic. No. Yeah, but like to travel no, to... No, they're saying... Oh, but yeah, this was for travel people. Yeah, but, but if, you're, also if, you're, if, you're, if you're gay tourists okay, and you go to touristy places... I don't know that you can like... I think... They were saying this is the worst place where you can identify... You're not going to chow in, in public. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to chow in public. But to be fair, I don't know that like we're a very PDA country, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think, like, at the end of the day, Uganda is very homophobic it is. and it's Extremely. problematic. We landed in in number eight. Number one was Nigeria. I'm surprised we're not number one. I saw a list where we're number one. Yeah, that's because of our bill. Oh, 13. Number one was Nigeria. Apparently, it's the worst place to travel. Yeah. Like, people die there all the, like every day. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, the people that are dying are our own. I don't know that. I don't know that the white tourist is getting killed. Mm. So I think that they should like translate this agenda into helping local uh, organizations that are actually trying to help the LGBTQ within Uganda instead of like being like, oh, I'm not going to travel. Give your money. <laughs> Give your money to the companies on the ground trying to make Uganda <laughs> so safe. You come one day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, don't travel. Give yeah. your ticket price In fact. to the compa- to the organizations making Uganda safe. Because you as you, you'll actually be fine. Agreed. Such a shame. But still, we're, since we're still on sexual topics, there yeah. is this video on your story yeah. killed me. Let me play this. Nigga, fuck, these people be wasting time on the dumbest shit. Really, and honestly. (laughs) But you know what? The rest of that story was me saying how it's going to help me. Oh, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) 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 Because I was like, I'm going to just say it's against my country's Uh, law. I think it was at the end. Oh, I can't find this. I can't find this. I might. <laughs> no, hilarious. I was talking oh. about TMJ. What's TMJ? TMJ? It's like a jaw thing, like my jaw locks. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's doing what? Anything. Singing. If my mouth is in a certain position, it will lock. I would. I see. <laughs> yeah. I would panic. Oh, how does it lock? Like, like, like in this position lock. or like this? It depends. It will just lock. Wherever it is. Yeah. And a lot of people have TMJ, and I'm trying to start an awareness. Then what do you do, though, when it locks? (laughs) (laughs) 
Only I'm a solution based man. When it locks, when it changes and for too much joke. No, you know what? It's it's not a danger. It just doesn't make you the best uh craftsman. That would be way worse. Oh, for, that would be way worse for us than you. Temporal mandibular joint. Yeah. See. Mandibular. Mandible. No, shouldn't be laughing. It's a real thing. See, like if I do this, I can feel it pop. I, I had that. I'm Fucking yeah. hell. And we're wearing headphones. Let's not yeah. do it. Let's not yeah. do it again. Yeah. Mm-mm. So like, it's not a smooth transition, opening and closing. A lot of things so have I become was hard. thanking Museveni. Like, yo, thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. The TMJ community, thank you. The TMJ community mm. says thank you mm. for securing <laughs> our future. That's going to be a first day question for me now. Do you, you have, have TMJ? TMJ? <laughs> <laughs> Before we go in, would, you, would you happen to have TMJ? <laughs> I need to be ready. I need to be yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yo, um, so if you had the opportunity to remake one movie, what would it be? Any movie. Okay, this is going to sound weird. I want to remake Cinderella. Black? Tell it as an immigrant. And tell it through the perspective that Cinderella is actually an undocumented immigrant. Why the twist? Yeah, how does that? Because I think Cinderella is an undocumented immigrant. It's why she, like, lives in the basement. It's why, like, this, like, even, because I'm like, the police come, bruh. Why aren't you like, yo, these these chicks are doing this to me? And she doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I think when you're an undocumented immigrant, you have a relationship with the police. And so I want to relook at um, Cinderella through the lens of an undocumented immigrant. And that's the secret with the prince. That's when they get busted. She likes get she gets yeah. And by so that. like the the whole magic about like being with the prince is like. A passport, being able to be in America, nice. being able to da, 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 and then like, you it goes when you can't be with the prince. So was yeah. this an on the spot answer or something we can expect from you? you know, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so no, nice. I've thought about I'd it. I've that. thought about it for a while. I've thought about it for a while. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Speaking of immigrants, we should get into Little America. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. let's go. The segues today are insanely good. Was that a good one? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, speaking of (laughs) evict. Yeah. That was a dope dope project that brought about a lot of insecurity. Mm. Also. Because um, I actually, like, when I got approached, I said I wasn't going to do it. So I said no to the audition three times. And then finally, actually, I said no to the audition twice. I believe God speaks to me in threes. And they approached you. Not them in in specifics, but like, okay, it just so happened I had a meeting with a writer about writing. And then she's like, oh, you're an actor. Oh, my God, I wrote this episode. Like, you should audition. I was like, ah, nah. Like, no. Like, I think someone else should do it. But I'll give you names. So I gave her, like, a bunch of, like, Ugandan actor names. Then the next day, the Ugandan casting director reached out to me. Like, hey... Um, there's a, there's an audition and we've been asked to submit our top actresses. We want to submit to you. I was like, uh, I don't know. And then a third person who like was with the New York casting people approached about an audition. I was like, okay, 
why are you resisting this audition? And then I was like, oh, I'm resisting this audition because I don't want to get it because I happen to be in the States or I don't want to get it because of privilege or I don't want to get it because I'm light-skinned. I didn't want to get it for any other reason than I was right for the role. So what I did was I submitted like a bunch of Ugandan actresses' names and so they auditioned all the actresses. And so I was like, if I get it then, then fine. Okay. Did you, because um, uh, that one is slightly different from the other ones that we were speaking about earlier. Yeah. Plenty I was of Ugandan actors in it. In yes. fact, mostly Ugandan, fully Ugandan actors. Yeah, Ugandan well, roles. three. Yeah. So they, like, I, I have to say, that was the first time I've seen an American production, like, actually care and about authenticity. So I found that super exciting. And even knowing that it was written by Ugandan changed my perspective. Mm -hmm. um, so I found that super dope, yeah. But it was like a great experience. But if I'm honest, like, it was, I felt so insecure. I felt so insecure because I don't speak Luganda fluently, right? And so all I could do at that moment was like, I can only fool non-Ugandans. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to learn as much as I can, <laughs> that if you're not Ugandan, you won't be able you to won't tell. Notice. But to Ugandans, I know they were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, you know Ugandans are not afraid to let you know trust that. Me. And so it actually was really, I was like, I remember the, the week coming up to it, I was so anxious about it. Because I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I hope no one like, thinks I'm like being disrespectful. But what came down to it at the end of the day was like, I'm going to audition. And if they think that I am right for this role, I'd rather it me than they get some other random non-Ugandan mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. because they're looking for a trained actress. So for me, I was like, let me just do it. And so when I got it, I was so grateful. And like, it was such an amazing experience. But when it came out, like it was a mixture of responses. Like I got a lot of love. And to be honest, if I'm... If I look back, I'm like, 80% of it was love. But the 20%, it does hurt. Because people are like, are you even Ugandan? Uh, like, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, that's Uganda, blah, 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 blah. And I know if an American played that role, they would get more love. They'd get more love. Like, oh, he tried. Oh, yeah. Kerry, oh. oh well, no one was tweeting Kerry Washington, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> for last king of Scotland. But at the end of the day, I had to ask myself, like, I don't get to choose how people react. And also, if that is something that is is important to them, the same way I'm like, these people don't learn their accents. Like, that's valid. Mm -hmm. And all I can do is bring my best. So, mm -hmm. Did you see our episode with Bad Black? I didn't. Mm -hmm. Trust me. When you talk about botched Luganda, yeah? we're together. Because <laughs> <laughs> our Luganda on this was, or their Luganda on this was, Terrible. Yeah, it was it was rough, but everyone seemed to like hyper focus on it. No, they didn't even hyper focus on it necessarily, but because we led with it, it was just like okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you kind of have to because I I I remember being on set and it was crippling me because mm -hmm. I was like, oh no, I know I'm doing this wrong, but then I was like, there is more to this woman's story than how she speaks this language. The fact you know? that you guys actually did it, though. Yeah. Like, the fact that Same. You, you mostly spoke Luganda on the episode, yeah. that's enough. But also, I was honest mm -hmm. in my audition. I was like, I don't speak Luganda. Mm -hmm. And I can learn. And, and they did get a Ugandan dialect coach. And we did, 
at the end of the day, I had a week. So I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> in, a, in a week, I can only fake it so much. Yeah. So I did my best. And a good job. Um, to me, what I knew I could bring was the heart of a story. I knew what it means to come to a country and want to achieve something that is like considered not respectable. So I knew, let me stop focusing on this thing that I know I'm never going to get 100%. But what I can bring is like what it means to hope so bad to make it, you know, in a different country. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I have one last question before we wrap it up. Um, do you have any advice you'd like to give to any young filmmakers or anyone that would like to get into the arts that's listening right now? Mm, so much. Um, I'd say, like I always say, um, be who you needed when you were younger. So, like, what stories did you want to see when you were younger? Tell those stories because there's a younger you that is, like, searching for the same things you were searching for. Um, I'd say, as I always say, hold the vision, trust the process. Um, don't get too bogged down on what your vision is if the process is not matching up to that. Like, the process is going to create stamina. It's going to create opportunity. It's going to create muscles you didn't know you needed for that vision. I'd say trust your gut. There is a story. There's an in- I think I tell the same story in everything I do. I think I tell the same story in every script I write. It's always about someone wanting to be seen. Akadope, it's about someone wanting to be seen. Five for five, it's about someone wanting to be seen. In fact, that was even the theme. I was like, write a story about to see and be seen. Um, every script I write, the character just wants to be seen. And I think it's something that I dealt with and still deal with, where I'm like, I just want to be seen, truly, to be seen the way I see myself, not the way you see me, the way I see me. So I would say that, like, figure out what it is that your inherent story is, because once you figure that out, it will help you make decisions in everything. Like, even coming here, I'm like, Does this, is this in line? with me wanting to be seen, yeah. And that's why I gravitated to, like, what y'all are doing. I think it's so dope because I think, like, I think I was, like, speaking about it with you about it's so easy, like, oh, let me go work at, like, a radio station. And then what? But I feel like what y'all are doing is disrupting narratives. You're, be, you're demanding to be seen, and you're demanding to be seen the way y'all want to be seen. And I think that that's so inspiring. And so whenever I see stuff like that, I'm instantly gravitated towards it. Mm. <laughs> Fuck, we need to fire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, Kemi. Um, yeah. do you guys have any other questions? I do. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of being seen, uh huh. So in the lockdown, um, me and a, a friend of mine, or even maybe a couple of friends of mine, we used to watch "It's a Vibe." A yes. Lot, right, we used to watch it a lot, and there's a narrative. Of Ugandan men not being able to flirt, right? Where did that come from? Uh, not from that. me. E. Do you want to be on the next season? Um, I knew this question was coming. Do you want to be on the next season? I'm filming. I'm actually filming very soon. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I can do it really soon. Stop it! 
I'll be I'll be with the next season. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, hell yes. <laughs> yep, yep, so yep. then, mm-hmm. hell yes. You will disrupt that narrative. I'm yeah. about to. <laughs> I'm about to destroy it. Yeah, okay. About to. Okay. Melvin, you, you want to go? Show. Do you want to go? Me and you? Let's go. Yeah. Right this now. Yes, right now. Uh, you guys, don't put me on the spot. Everyone's watching. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put you on the spot. We'll, we'll cut this. If it doesn't go well. All right, let's go. Go. Hi. Hi. What's your name? It's Kimmy. Is it? You already know that. I didn't know it. Kemi who? Kemiondo. You already know this. We've just spent two hours together. Yeah, but you didn't tell us your full name, though. Yeah, it's Kemiondo. Kemiondo who? Cotino. What does that mean? What does Kemiondo mean? It's Cotino. Cotino is just a last name. Yeah, but what does it mean, though? I don't know. It must mean you're pretty, though. Uh, Definitely not. I don't know that that's what it means. But are you calling me pretty? Indeed. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you want to know anything about me? No. <laughs> Thank you for watching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that went well. Oh, oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> we turn down, Daisy. Please turn uh, the turn. Uh, uh, cool. Cold. 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 I might be a better flat than you. you but also, flirting isn't a one-way thing. You are just nannying me. Yeah, <laughs> 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 is supposed to be. Flooding is supposed to be. Flooding is supposed to be high. Let the record show. They were nanny. We're supposed to go together. It's supposed to be a dance. That's part of my banter. That's part of my banter. No, but I really, we really enjoyed the show. Thank you. Yeah, in the lockdown, that was like. I know. We're waiting for for thingy episode. So so you're starting filming again. Yeah. Okay. So what does filming entail? Um, I do it all over Zoom. Okay. Um, and then I get like different couples. So I like try to match energies. Like, I would match you with someone who's more talkative, you know, mm. because I feel like you're good with like comebacks. Yeah, like comebacks. Mm. But you're not gonna lead. You're not gonna drive. You're not hurt. a leader. No, no, no. Not that mm, you're not a leader. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, There's a way not to lead, though. You're yeah. gonna need someone who's gonna drive the floor, and then you'll come with that one thing, and then we're like, oh, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I like try match up energies, and then yeah, and then I take it. Then we have an editor. We have someone who does like. He's crying. What? What's oh, wrong with this guy? No man. They don't. They don't, f- don't, they don't show like the full. No, the full it's actually thirty minutes, and then I cut Yikes. it down. Yeah. Do you edit this yourself? No. Okay. I have an editor. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jesse? Mm-hmm. Any questions? Mm. No, no, no. I've asked all my <laughs> questions on the show. However, thanks for coming, Kemi. It was nice oh, meeting thank you. you so Lovely. Much. I've thank been you. I'm such a fan. You from mm-hmm. For a while. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really honestly such a fan. I think what y'all are doing is dope. What are y'all doing with this next? What's the like. What's, uh, what's next? We finally touched. Finally touched. Yes. Ah, there we mm. go. Where's <laughs> so my sanitizer? It's not choice right now but to hug. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not yeah. right now but to hug. Um, what's next for y'all? <laughs> uh huh. I'll just ignore him. Oh, I didn't hear what you said. I said now, now we hug. I think we hugged when like we got here. Mm. Oh, but no one saw that. You want it on camera? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How do we do this? It's so staged. They show you stage. Yeah, this guy's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's get you a camera first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove um, we have. What what's next for us? Yeah, I think this you is so You mean today? Dope. Oh, yeah. Radioactive. What's next? What um, do you aspire to? What do I aspire to do right yeah. now? For yeah. 2021, we have to we want to have more international guests. Mm. Yes. How are you going to do that? So Virtually? basically, 
some maybe but i think so me and him we vlog as well together yes and so those I've are more uh-huh thank you if you've seen um so basically we're trying to vlog in other countries and so when we're in those other countries we could get those guests as well so like if we're Joe. in kenya kenyan guests yeah very diverse cast is what we want yeah so that's my goal right now uh, uh east africa and africa as well by the end of the year that's dope it's yes. gonna happen that's so what's your what's the idea you're most excited about uh i would like to do a video with banner boy i think i have oh. a good idea for that one but i don't know how to do it i feel like there's a video about like border border racing like speed racing border borders <laughs> there's a video involving a border border I feel like how has no one done that? There's a goat mm. race. There's all goat I race. I know, no one's racing a boat. Because yeah. they, they can be very dangerous sometimes, I think. Yeah, but if you go to if you put like a like a racetrack. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Uh. We have one involving a border, we have one involving so much stuff, but like I'm really trying to give Africa the content they deserve, you know. That's right. Hey, 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 hey. I was thinking about it last night and thinking, no, we have to make the content for we have to like level up badly and give them like really good vlogs yeah yeah so that's what that's yeah. dope did my eyes widen when i was talking about this badly. yeah you did <laughs> that's kind of weird yeah <laughs> density yeah. yeah um but even more importantly i wanted to thank you so much for what you're doing you are paving the w- you're a trailblazer in so many ways oh thank you you're paving the way for not only the women that um i see you passionately like fighting for but me too because like i look up to so much of the stuff that you've oh, done thank you yes um that means a lot to me <laughs> that's the time you go <laughs> keep doing wait keep doing your thing <laughs> and raising the flag of ug yeah of black people i love uganda africa mm-hmm. yes nice. thank you okay i'm so <laughs> grateful no yeah <laughs> <laughs> club now <laughs> you can't hear it Kill it, kill it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming uh, on the show, Kemi. Thank Kimmy. you, y'all. Yeah. I'm, I'm y'all's biggest man, same. Mm-hmm. Same. So I'm going to keep screaming it. I think it's dope. <laughs> don't don't quit on them. On, I, no, I feel I, like I, nah. I can see money. Me, uh, if I have a special skill. Money. I can see can when see. people are going to make money. Uh-huh. Can you see anything yeah. else? Love. I need the bathroom. Can I go? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. Smash like if you enjoyed the video. Subscribe to the channel. We're all, I think this video might make 2,000 subs. Uh, it will. No, it will. Let's, let's yeah. make it mm-hmm. a goal. It will. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smash like we're 50, th- 50 subscribers away from 2K subs. Okay. Thank you guys so much for watching. Till next time. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.